What's up, bro shot? What's up, world? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always is the one and only Jace. Bro shot, how are you? I'm doing well. Got my Mandalorian, my, my last Mandalorian fix. So we're gonna see how long this lasts, but good. Been good. So I've got my shirt rocking it, and I see you've got your ugly uh hey Grogu can never be ugly, okay? Can't be an ugly Grogu sweater. They, you know, Christmas sweater. It's just a Grogu sweater. It's and just yes, it's too hot to be wearing this thing right now. But yeah, probably. Anytime <laughs> your your temperature starts to read seven and eight, you may not need your ugly Christmas sweater, even mm-hmm. if it has cute, adorably Grogu on it. Yes, no, yes, no, yes. <sighs> All right. Well, let's talk about season three. I feel like a lot of people, at least on my feeds weren't loving this season they're like ah not really enjoying what you're doing with this what they're doing and putting mando in the back seat making it all about boca time real quick what was your overall thoughts on the season now that the the deal's all wrapped up okay now with our nice little bows on everything in terms of the story i think i think i liked it because it did it was a good continuation of the end of last season. And yes, this is spoilers here. You I mean, seriously, you should have watched it. You, you could have stayed up like 3 a.m. like Jeff did, but I didn't. I, I got up at 5 because I couldn't go back to sleep and watch it. So you're wrong. Ah, okay. So only off by two hours. But I think overall, it was a good season. Continued last season, move their corner of Star Wars more in line with the rest of Star Wars that we think we know. And yes, that's, I think some some part of it is, I think you mentioned last week, you're getting to the sequel trilogy. And I think a lot of people had that, wait a minute, I know where you're going and I don't like it at all. And yes, there was a little bit of Bo-Katan. It's like, hey, Bo-Katan was a good side. If she was Cobb Vance, I think, I mean, and they had her just in one or two episodes, I think everybody would have loved her even more. But because she did, bump Mando to that second tier character of Mandalorian culture, I think that pissed everybody off. I, mean, I don't think she was a lot of necessarily people. the taking over the lead. I think it was just she became the co-lead. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of people didn't like that because they liked the dynamic of Mando or or as we know now, Jaren and Grogu, not anyone else outside of two max three episodes yeah. in a season. Yeah, everybody else had like arcs but not complete season arcs it was kind of funny because i felt like with with the book of boba fett we had our mandalorian episodes where it kind of felt like he took over from boba fett show and with this one it felt like Cara dune not Cara dune bo katan kind of came in and took over on mando show Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an accurate assessment. It, it it was like unlike, but the best part of Boba Fett was the Mandalorian arc, and this one I like the Bo-Katan arc because I think again, like I said, it moved a story, and I don't think you could have pulled uh, was it 12, 13 episodes of just Mando. What was I mean? What would he have been doing if it wasn't? For Bo-Katan, honestly, like he, he doesn't have direct, he didn't have, he doesn't have direction after Moff Gideon's done, 
and now you got your foundling back. So what do you do? So I think that was kind of where at least some of the people I were talking to were having an issue. They were going, this season really could have just been, they could have saved that whole Grogu and Din reunion, not put it in Book of Boba Fett, just have Boba Fett and Din team up with Finnick and everybody else. Not worry about Grogu. Save the Grogu return for Mandalorian season three and do all that stuff on the Mandalorian as opposed to putting it on Boba Fett's show. And that way, that could have been like the first half where he's like, I got to get Grogu back and I'm going to give him the choice. And you do maybe two, three episodes of Luke. Yes, please. And that way, you wrap that in Mandalorian show as opposed to making you go to another show. Not like it's a big deal. Like, oh gosh, I got to go all the way across the street to watch Book of Boba Fett. But making it so people who just want to watch Mandalorian and don't care about Boba Fett can just watch their show. And then maybe three episodes you spend with Bo-Katan where he's helping her get the dark saber, you know, like a lot of her art, you just put to three episodes. Maybe then you don't do that. Hey, here's Dr. Pershing and the traitor. Maybe don't put those in there, but, but I feel like that's where people who were having issues with this season rollout were kind of like, dude, we didn't get enough of Mando and Grogu. Okay. I want them. All right. I'll give you a, again, we're trying to create a connected Mandalorian book of Boba Fett and yes, Ahsoka universe. Like you're trying to create the Fabro universe of Star Wars. You don't Favreau want to have a colony. You don't want to have a show that basically doesn't connect to anybody. And then once it's all said and done, if you didn't have those, <laughs> you, I'm pretty sure most of us would have said, if you take those episodes out of Man- the Mandalorian out of Book of Boba Fett, when it was all said and done, we'd all be like, yeah, you can pass on this. And they he was I think dancing they got- with Tusken Raiders. I know that much. Yeah. I mean, the Tuscans were the most interesting thing, and then they got wiped out in like three episodes. It's like, well, you could have been like rolling deep with the Tuscans or something. Like, that would have been more interesting than your speeder would get by gang of losers. Like, like, so you needed a hook for that Boba Fett. Like, okay, oh, yo, this is, you know, Jin Jarn's in this one. Oh, I'm going to catch next week's episode because otherwise you wonder. Oh, he's coming back in the season finale. Oh, that's cool. Like, but. You, ha- you have to keep moving the ball forward. You can't just, oh, it's cute and cuddly. If you had taken out cute and cuddly Grogu and had him at, let's say, the midway point of Mandalorian this season, everybody would have been pissed too. Because they would be like, wait, where's Grogu? Like, we, I need my Grogu. I came here to watch, you know, Mando and Grogu. I didn't come here just to watch Din Djarin and, you know, Boba Fett, you know, doing some bounties. Like, I didn't come here for that. I wanted to see cute Grogu. What the heck happened to Grogu? Why is... Did, I mean, what does Jin Darn? I mean, Jin Darn do if he doesn't have Grogu? He's just another random dude. Nah, that's, that wouldn't work either. So I think something else that was interesting was that it was a little tricky for them to distinguish between Mando and these other Mandalorians. And it's like that Superboy, Supergirl thing where you got Superman, you don't really need these other ones. And they stopped making the main hero look as important and special. So I thought they did a pretty decent job of keeping him away from them in a lot of occasions and giving Bo-Katan some different, you know, like her energy shield and 
using her jetpack way more than Mando like ever does <laughs> anything. Like she was using aerial combat. And you saw that with Koska and Axwoves. They were doing that all the time. And Mando's just like, I'm just gonna fire away at you and shoot at you until you go down. Deal? Deal. I also I mean like his like pure silver slash platinum uh best car armor also made him stand out a whole lot. Everybody else had the designs and look kind of drab, but his actually Mando's like when he stood next to everybody, you're like, oh that's Mando. Like yeah, he was nice and shiny. Yeah, it's like other than like the as you said on Lyle's movie file dot com, uh, you said like all you know, Bo Katan and all the others, uh, Mandalorian red shirts. It's like, yeah, that was basically like a whole whole bunch of guys. Like everybody looks like uh, Kashi and Axwolf, but they take their helmets off, and you're like, oh, hey, I know. And then the rest is like, okay, sure, right. You're right. Good job. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about this finale. So right off, I was having issues because I was like, wait, 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 now. In last episode, Paz Vizsla sacrificed himself to hold the door to stop the jet troopers from coming in after Bo-Katan and her crew as they're retreating. But all this episode starts off with these jet troopers coming hard. Like, they've been following them this whole time. And I guess I can stretch my imagination to go. They found another tunnel and started chasing them. But I don't see how they would have caught up to them because... They had a nice head start. And then the jet troopers like ran off another direction. And then the Praetorian guards were like, well, we killed past. Let's go back and get some coffee, guys. That's great. Let's wrap it up. No, I mean, felt like, like maybe they should have had the Praetorian guards go after um oh go after Bogotan's crew. And then they set the bombs and stopped them from coming. So then they're still viable to go after Jen later. But I just felt it was weird showing these jet troopers who had gotten wiped out. You know, most of them got wiped out when Paz just emptied off and overheated his machine gun. Or well, gun. Again, I, I'm going to say it's like it's an imperial base. They got more dudes. They weren't they weren't hurting for for random, you know, imperial remedies like, they, you know, Moff Gideon didn't have like two people on the Star Destroyer. Like it's a whole rack of them dudes like. And I mean, the imperial was running the galaxy. So it wasn't like, oh, there's just 10 guys left, you know, after the rebellion. They're like, yeah, the New Republic sucks. Let's go back to what we know. So I'm really, I really need a show, by the way, to explain why the New Republic is so trash that everybody's like, you know what was better? When the Empire was getting all of us. And they were just jacking us for t- taxes and fees. But the Empire, let's, let's just say, Empire would represent stability. You knew one dude had one voice and Whatever it is, unlimited power. This dictator says is the rule. Everybody else follows it. If you're in the Coruscant, you know there's no. I mean, there's an underworld, but you don't cross this dude upright and expect to live. Like democracy is messy, and well, democracy died. Well, it it got reborn. But that's the problem. It's like some people you've grown up with the dictator. You long for the dictator, and. Democracy, like, see, this would have never happened with Palpatine. All right. And then I, still, I still need this show. Well, hey, you you got it's called the United States, man. You know, you can you you, you go to alternate uh, news channels, you get the exact same damn thing. So, <laughs> all right. So then there are only two guards taking Mando to somewhere. He's not. I mean, they're just walking around with him, like, yeah, we got him. That was weird because I felt like they should have put him in some jail cell right away. 
but they didn't. They were just chilling. And then Grogu ends up making a save with his IG-12 uh, compartment. So you're trying to stop us from having Grogu? Is that what you're I, saying? You know, no, I, I just... Hey, I, I knew you were a fascist. See, I knew it. Um, <laughs> I just there, had, like, that, those, that opening scene was, like, kind of like, how is this happening? Yeah, I don't know where did Grogu come from. I mean, but, like, again, I'm always going to go with Grogu's got a little bit of the Force mojo and knows his way around random Imperial bases. Oh, maybe. Okay. Like, Whatever. Yeah, it, it didn't make perfect sense on how Grogu gets around there and how the jet troopers, I mean, they could have blown open the door after a little bit of time and use a jet pack to keep up with Bo-Katan. And, I'm just saying, that's why Paz didn't need to d- get killed. But, hey, <laughs> it was a good, it was a sacrifice to make the Praetorian guards look impressive. They could have taken out like 10 Mandalorians and I'd have been like, wow, those dudes are impressive. Killing Paz, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna suck. Get out of here with that. You know, you gotta feel get a little feeling in your heart, man. You know, I, I mean, felt like he, he I felt like he died a stupid death in my heart. Well, he, at least he died, but there's no, oh, he's gonna come back, you know, in episode two. It's like, no, he's dead. It was a sacrifice. He, you know, this was the way, you know, he, he's he's trying to keep Mandalorian culture going. So I'm okay with that. That was, I, that was to me, is a meaningful death. So I didn't, okay. I didn't have my trip. All right. So then we get on to, yes, Chief. What's up, by the way? It is indeed a Christmas sweater. <laughs> so then we go on to Mando, Grogu, walking around. They call in R5. And I love how Mandalorian's given R5 this new lease on life. Like he's everybody's favorite reject, broke down droid that you got from five and below. And he's like clinking up and barely working. But now he's got it together and he's opening up the ray shields or day shields if you're my phone's autocorrect. <laughs> and I was really getting my Phantom Menace vibe from it where it's like, choo-doo, choo-doo. we just needed some stalking Sith Lord angrily slashing at the ray shields waiting for him to open up one at a time. Oh, did you? Did you? I I, I think I might not have had as much of an issue with the first um, part of it because I liked how it was, the episode was scored. And I was like, they, I think they like set the tone really well. Like, yeah, like I feel like you could, if I didn't have to wait a week to watch this, it would have been really good. Like, oh, all right, we, we're jumping in. It's looking real dire for our heroes. We set it up to move really well. And then you get to that ratio, the ratio, you're like, oh man, is he going to be able I mean, we, we think he's going to be able to do it, but he's, we saw, was it last week, how, um, Gideon has these guys like just chilling there, got nothing to do. But yeah, just chilling. I was like, I thought they were just just hus armor. I didn't realize there were like, people actually in them. Man, like y'all, like, what y'all, did I have a bathroom break? Y'all just kind of chill. <laughs> like, what's what's good? Yeah, Buckingham Palace guards just sitting there in between the ratios. Don't move. Don't move. Hey, don't you move? So that was kind of interesting. And then we had the next part. I love how every time the ratio dropped down, he got another weapon. So I felt like that was like a video game where it's like, oh, cool. I don't need this little staff now. Now I got a blaster. He was just going off on those dudes. And that was, I don't know if I felt like we've gotten enough of Mando just kicking serious tail like he did in that scene this season, but I love that scene. Now, but you didn't, we didn't technically get that much of it last season until the season finale either. I'm sorry. Did something else happen in last season's finale? All I remember was... was <gasps> A Jedi, and I was like, <laughs> like that before that first five minutes. Of the show. I mean, it was it was a really great episode, but 
my brain is just like, that's a green lightsaber. And that's a black belt. Oh my gosh. That's the black glove. It's losing my mind on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, a diehard Luke Skywalker fan, not Jake Skywalker from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was that was his alternate reality clone, Lucas. Yeah. Oh, Lord Lord Skywalker. UK. Yeah, something. Oh. It, it was just bad. <laughs> Whatever the bizarro term was. Yeah. Absolutely, Chief. Like the best thing of Star Wars has been done in whatever. People complain. Some people complain and say it's fan service, but I'm a fan and I will be serviced by that all day long. That's what that's one of those terms I don't understand. Oh, like when they were talking about uh what was it? The Obi-Wan series was just fan service. Like, yeah, that's what gets you money. Like, you're not <laughs> supposed to be like fan disservice. Like, hey, we have the sequel trilogy. Hey, would you like to see more of us? All over what you want and love, like no, you want to get stuff that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put that in my collection because it's awesome. I'm not waiting for something to just piss all over what I love. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I never understand why fan service is considered a bad thing. Like, if it's oh, this this was meaningless, but it was fan service. I'm I'm, I'm a cheap date. I'll take it. Thank you. So then we get fully geared up, ready. It is time for the big showdown with Moff Gideon, who's rocking his Darth Maul Mandalorian tribute armor, and he is beating him down. He's got the Dark Trooper armor with Beskar, and he is just beating Mando down. The only thing that was missing was him just taking the rapid-fire punches and just banging his head in, or his helmet in, because that was pretty impressive last season. But yeah, did you think that was going to be more of a fight? Because he just got beaten down pretty, pretty badly. I, I was like how you, you skipped over the Moff, Moff Gideon clumps. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. I did. I did. I totally skipped over that. Yeah. yeah. But we learned that, that Moff Gideon was ahead of his time. And he, using Dr. Pershing's research, actually had clones working pretty well. And they didn't look to have deformed heads and, you know, like lame robes. They were chilling, just waiting to get activated. This is way ahead of the rest of the Empire's curve. I mean, he, he Pershing actually, like he said, Pershing was like, hey, I, I really got this thing down. I can change the, you know, the galaxy. And Gideon's like, yeah, the rest of the galaxy doesn't need what, what I can do. Now, I want you to remind me of this in case I forget, but about this, this scene. So Mando just destroys all the clones and, and Moff is upset big time. He's like, dude, that was my backup. I was about to upload everything into him and give myself the force. He's going to go hard. He's going to be a Sith Dark Trooper Lord Moff. That was going to be impressive. He could put all that together. And maybe he'd call in somebody else. Hey, Luke, I need some help. Anyway, <laughs> so that, that fight was a beat down. And then last episode was titled The Spies. And I really was like, all right, who who are all the spies? And because I try really hard to stay away from all things social media because they will ruin anything. Somebody gets ahead of the script or a hold of the script and they're like, ha, I know this. And then I'm going to pose it like a theory. And everyone's going to be like, you're so right and amazing. Yeah, but no, I just try to stay away from all of it so I can just watch it fresh without the taint of, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. And I knew it because I read this thing earlier. Um, people were speculating that the armor was a spy. Ask Wolves was a spy. And it turns out neither was a spy. Armor went off to actually get reinforcements, like she said. And Ask Wolves 
went up and kept flying. I can't hear you. I was like, oh, here it is. This is where he starts turning. And he's going to hop into the ship and start blasting away at his fellow Mandalorians. But no, get out of here. Go down and help Bo-Katan. I'm going to take this thing. And, and Axe Woe's maybe the smartest character in, in this modern era of Star Wars. Uh, are you going to go down with the ship? No. no. <laughs> but there's a window right here. Please. Don't be stupid. So... I love Bo-Katan and the whole army coming down and fighting and she lit up the Darksaber. I felt like fan service, but I was here for it. And it was like, there's Bo-Katan because she's got the Darksaber. And so she's slashing dudes. The armor is just taking her tools. Other than the, the, the armor is just like, why do I need a blaster? I can yoke fools up with my tools and it doesn't even matter. It's like, and then it was very helpful because it was those two in Koska firing her blaster and she was the only one that we saw who was firing her blaster so it's like okay i know who everyone is yeah. even though there's like 30 50 people flying around in jetpacks yeah. i i mean i also was like in a, in a fight like this of beskar armor it's like those your chances are your blasters can't do anything but your hammers that you are used to craft beskar armor yeah they can do some damage to your jetpack made of beskar i was like okay i, I was actually surprised i can i i Kind of was like I had been on the internet and everybody's like, oh, you know, oh, armor might be shady. I was like, she's conveniently absent some certain times. Like, like, oh, uh, I'll take these people up to the ship before an, an ambush. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, will you? <laughs> like, so I, I, I literally thought it was going to be one of those deals. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm, I take out all my competition. I'm going to take this Star Destroyer back and we're going to go back. And this is going to be the way back where we're not on Mandalore. But then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, that was a, a nice surprise. Like, you know, I like the armor as a character. So I'm glad that the spies literally just dealt with the emperor, the imperial people being spies. And like, it was spot on. But it's like, we're our cynical nature is like, there's more spies, not just spy that we already knew about. So I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. Man, I swore I saw this thing earlier, but Emily Swallow, who plays the armorer on her Instagram, was like, uh, "So not, uh, so not the spy." It was just funny because she was like, you know, like responding to all the fans was trying to pop it up. But anyway, wow. so yeah, and then Axe Woes was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna take the ship to the hangar and blow up this Empire base here." And meanwhile. Bo-Katan comes through with the Darksaber. I got you, Moff Gideon. You go save Grogu from those Protarian guards. And they are just like destroying IG-12. And Grogu is hopping around. I'm like waiting for him to take one of those lances, break it in half, and start using that to fight these dudes. I was really waiting for that. I was. I mean, I, 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 again, it's been a while since I watched Book of Boba Fett for a reason. But I was like, man. How dare you, sir? I was like. You know, if he just happened to whip out a little lightsaber on these, these dudes, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm pretty sure Luke said it's best arm or a lightsaber, and I think he made the other trick. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said the lances are right there. Pick yeah. one of those up. You got the best of both worlds. Yeah, I was, but I, I was very, I, I liked kind of, you know, just watching him like, oh, look at, look at, look at little baby Yoda. Oh, that's so cute. But I, I appreciate it, like how they did that fight. Like, okay, Grogu is. He doesn't have that yet. He's been, I, we don't know how long he was with you, Luke. But, or actually, at the Jedi, I mean, we think he was at the Jedi Temple 50 years, but we don't know how much he learned. But he's like, yeah, I, I remember some of it, but I'm not messing with these dudes. 
Yeah. No, way too hard for me right now. He's not manning up real quick all of a sudden. I'm like, hey, where'd this come from? Yeah, he's, he's, not, using, he's not going, pe- I mean, patrolling guys into the wall like Yoda. Yeah. Like, get out like, of my He's face. using the force, but in a way that makes sense, he's like moving stuff out of their reach. And it's like, this is smart use of Grogu because once they get to that point, they can't go back. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things they've been doing in this series, not you know, resisting the temptation to immediately immediately give Grogu all this force power. And it's just like this force kid and his mentor. Yeah. And and but the funny thing is you almost could. I mean, depending if you wanted how many how, how many seasons you want, it's like of course you have to figure out how to deal with Grogu during that whole pesky sequel trilogy. You know, why he's not around, but they, they went to the alternate earth where Luke was still hanging tough with Han and Leia. So they come back and it's like, wait, what happened? Or or they encounter Marty McFly and then end up in the wrong world. Whatever. Or Barry Allen, played by Ezra Miller, who takes them to the wrong earth. There's it so many ways to possible flashpoint. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. we've got some workarounds coming. But yeah, so we got that. Bo Katan has no success against Moff Gideon armored up. He destroys the Darksaber. And I was like, what the heck? And I felt like this show is crazy. And the Star Wars universe is so vast and so important. They make things like objects like IG-11 meaningful. I'm sitting up here, watch those little droids. R5, don't get killed. <laughs> that was funny. And then so the Darksaber, I'm like, do you know what you did? You just—I'm like, of course he does. He, he's the bad guy. He did that on purpose. I was like, oh man, you just ruined so much of Mandalorian history and lore and legend, you bastard. So that was pretty funny. Just like, oh man, this is this is real now. It's personal. I mean, it's like you're just Beskar armor to kill one of the biggest Mandalorian uh, symbols. I was like, dang, dude, that was just mean. Like, yeah, that, was, that was quite petty. Like, I mean, that's, that's if you're a bad guy, that's what you do. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna crush all your hope, and you know, and I'm gonna make you submit, and I'm gonna crush every when, when, when you're done, everybody's gonna bow down to me because I'm gonna just have this husk of a man of, of a dark saber. Like, yeah, I'm gonna toss this in the great forge. What are you gonna do? Something, yeah. So, so then, Axe Woes ends up being the hero of the day, <laughs> which was ri- which was not on my bingo card at all for this season finale because the ship he crashes burns everything including moff gideon now here's that question i have for you well i'm sorry and of course grogu saves the day and saves yeah. grogu's the hero of the day. Come on. well i mean as well as dealt with the threat and you know our, our three heroes managed to survive thanks to the kid who uses conjures a force and and holds it off long enough and see i wonder feel like plot armor too which i it. also appreciate I wonder if a Dark Lord of the Sith could have used a shield to stop someone from charging at him. I, I got to stop trying to make sense of those movies. Anyhow. Yeah. That's that's the key in the scene. I mean, really, really got to ignore that ish. <laughs> so my question to you is, Moff Gideon has always been someone that's been pretty smart in this saga. Yes? Yeah. Is there... Any way at all, you don't think that he made a clone somewhere else and had like one chilling as a real true backup because I can't see this dude having 10 clones in one spot. Like, this is a safe way to go. All right. Well, you've basically told the world this, and you basically stranded their people. 
to make him say, hey, this place is polluted, it's poison, it's a horrible place. It's, it's, uh, what was it? What's the word they use? Toxic. Yeah, it's toxic. You know, it's toxic. So everyone should be afraid of this place. Nobody goes there. You've had run of this place for, let's say, five years. No, let's just say safely, maybe five or six years. Nobody's come sniffing around. You probably would be okay to do what you need to do. You're like, I think I need I, I need to not have this research in 20 different places. I need to be here long enough. No, I'm not I'm not I'm I'm totally with you on him having most of them in one location. But I'm just thinking as a smart dude like he's been shown to be, he probably should have a backup somewhere else. So hey, in the worst case scenario, something happens, all my data is not lost and all of my clones which could attack at any moment, aren't lost to. Well, I could be dead. Yeah. I'm hoping... He's a smart guy. I think he probably would, but I want his death to mean something, so I'm hoping it's that's it. Like, I don't want that to be the fake-out death. Um, All all I'm saying is that I think it was... There was a reason his clones weren't Boba Fett age attack of the clones... They were all like adult versions of him. So I'm thinking he fully was planning to use them right away and not in a five years down the road, 10 years from down the road. I'll use these when I start getting old. He was like, nah, I don't care that I'm 55 right now. I'm going to use this is my age for my clones, which is interesting because I figure, you know, if you're going to clone yourself. Why not go 20, 25? Well, no, I mean, like he, again, this is, he's probably using. All the stuff he knows from Pershing and probably stuff from the Kaminoans. So we got him. He had to force, he had to uh, age him up to his age. So he's like, no, I need all the, everybody to have every bit of my knowledge. I'm making this super army and they're probably going, and since they, I don't want all of these people having exactly my knowledge and become super little warlords, I want them to die off pretty quick. So I got one or two years out of these things. They go and use the force and that's it. Because again, right. they're not gonna have a clue how to freaking use the force. It's not like every there's. It, it's literally like it's not like somebody could just you know pick up a lightsaber and you know automatically how to use the force. I mean, who would the freak would do that? Remember what you said earlier about you got to stop trying to explain that. Yeah. So I mean, at least it's that one thing that made sense because Ray was using the staff and Finn was using the staff, so I could play along with that a little bit. The rest of it. So. You 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 release me from these bonds. <laughs> do you know I'm do you know I'm James Bond? I'm not releasing anybody. All right. So then we get the triumphant victory, everybody. There's no Ewoks pounding away on empty stormtrooper helmets, which is a little disappointing. But we did see a happy ending. And you can forget about Pilots Vizsla's death in the Darksaber RIP. It's a pretty happy ending for everybody. Forge of Mandalore was relit and Everybody was hyped. Axe led the chant for Mandalore. I really like him. I thought he was a really cool character. I'm glad they decided not to kill him off. Hmm. I, get, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, the two things, two major things I've seen him in, uh, Agents of Shield, man, and Agent, and this and Agent of Shield. He's always been a really good character. I'm glad, even like in small cameos in Mandalorian, he's getting good roles. So you, you can actually, you know, collect some more paychecks because good actors are hard to find. Exactly, and then. Grief Karga gets a visit from Mando and Grogu after 
Mando decides, hey, he's going to be my apprentice. And I think they set up everything perfectly for season four. Great. You can take him. And then we find out that Den is not his first name. It's like, oh, okay. It's Charon. And Den is like a lord or a count or whatever else we want to use here in the Star Wars world. That was interesting. So Den Grogu and Den Jaren meet up with Grief Karga and they've got a gift. It's an IG-11 and he's going to be the new marshal. So if you were hoping the return episode title meant that Cara Dune was coming back, so sorry. Still not still not here for it. Yeah. Really think it wasn't that hard to recast someone. I mean, but anyway. Maybe they'll figure out a way to do something with Cara Dune next season. But I was like, come on, guys. What are you doing here? She could still be here. All right. So then he meets up with Captain Tiva, or he met up with Captain Tiva. And we see Dave Filoni and a bunch of the other directors, Peter Ramsey, just chilling there. And he's like, hey, I need a job. You need somebody to go after these Empire sex in the outer room because clearly you guys aren't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Step r- number one problem with this New Republic, you guys aren't paying attention to the Empire. Which a fledgling government wouldn't. they think, oh, we got to create all our systems, not... We we beat the big warlords. We don't have to think about them because no, we can't be on they, war actually they didn't beat them. A teddy bear savage army defeated them. The empire murder bears, murder bears, murder bears. Yes. <laughs> they um, destroyed the empire again. It, it was like I mean realistically, it's like you guys just destroyed the symbol of the empire. You didn't take any of them guys out. <laughs> it's like I mean Andor kind of pulls you out like. Yeah, the Empire's all over. It's not just one dude invader. It's literally like a whole system you have to break. Yeah. And they didn't want to do that. It's like, yeah, we did. We beat the Emperor. Everybody loves us, right? They're like, this is too much paperwork. Let's uh, just say we beat him and call it a day. Uh, so, well, or, or we'll have uh, Tim Ryan. Uh, uh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows like, yeah, I don't want to push those data discs, so y'all have fun with them. Like, yeah. It's like, you can already see how it's going to come crashing down. All right, so we got that. And then Grogu and Din are chilling at the little spot the Grief Karga set aside for all of Mandalorians. And they were like, nah, we're going to go back to our spot. We actually don't like this nice, serene place you've got. There are no beasts running around in caves coming to get us. No trap jaw characters trying to ensnare us in their bodies. We're good. This looks too peaceful for us. There's no dragon beast coming out of the water. No raptors swooping down and grabbing our kids. This is going to make us soft. We need to get out of here. Let's go back to Mandalore and, and talk to our construction crew. Find out what the budget is. Let's get this thing back together. But Din Djarin's like, yeah, I'm going to go chill back out on the ranch. And then Grogu's frog fishing. That was fun. And of course, something else you wouldn't understand if you missed Boba Fett. But I love the way that wrapped up. I thought there were some ups and downs with this season, but I really love the way this ended. What'd you think? I, it basically, I mean, I'm really, it's like, I want to say they, ha- they definitely have areas to go after this season, but this almost felt like we could have wrapped it up as a series finale. It was like, cause it basically was like, you know, um, Moff Gideon was trying to still, Grogu's DNA so we can make clones that have the force and that, that story got wrapped up. Moff Gideon himself is wrapped up. Uh, it's not though. Why, you know what I mean? 
for for what we have established, he's done. He's you know, there's no there's no trial. He's he's wiped out. There's no chance he would not um, have a backup. Yeah, like Mandalorian's a background Mandalore. It really seems like you could call it a season. I mean, a series. I don't want that, but John Favreau has already said he's he's written all of season four already, so he knows where he's going. And they don't have a firm end date for the Mando verse section of Star Wars. That Dave Filoni movie is going to be the culmination of that Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett whatever else they throw in there but that does not mean that's the end of it they're going to keep rolling and keep doing things so maybe we have five or six seasons of mandalorian i mean i i'm not i'm not turning down uh good good tv there's not much of it these days so i'm i'm cool but i i just thought like wow that, if, if you guys had almost before you knew your series was going to be a success if you knew your end end date you'd be like yeah this this would have been cool like they're like I say I would say it's like Supernatural went on for 15 seasons. But if Supernatural had ended after season five, none of us would have been mad because it was awesome. I mean, it's like season five wraps up, you're like, dang, that was good. But it gives like 10 more seasons. And beside one bad season, which every show should have, it was like, yeah, I'm very cool with this. Like, thanks, thanks for the ride. But this really would have been that bow to say, hey. We gave you three really good episodes. I mean, three good seasons of Mandalorian. You like, cool with them? You've probably been like, yeah, we're cool. Uh, hey, what was the bad season of Heroes? I'm sorry, after season two. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Siler. Hey, after you've been ca- a serial killer. Hey, want to be friends with everybody? You know, I think I might. Hey, yeah, speaking of that, we've got another writer strike coming up soon. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> That's why hey, John you know, was at the lab working hard already. Hey, that, that's what I appreciate. It's like, hey, I know it, this could go, so I'm getting cracking all my stuff out. The writers on strike, the direct, everybody else, they're, they're still here. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I mean, as I always say, it's like, that was the bad point of so many series. I don't know of any show that I actually watch now. Like, I mean, Superman and Lois, and that's everything. I don't think I watch anything. That isn't probably very well contained. That's because you're you're depriving yourself of the fun that is the Flash. I'm very disappointed in you by this. <laughs> I'm sorry, as Dwayne said, why am I watching this mess? <laughs> like, it's like I yeah. turned it on and left after ten minutes and just left it on. <laughs> I need someone else to suffer through this like I am because it's just so bad. It's like the worst farewell season ever. I mean, and that's. And that's including Arrow. I'm sorry. Like, I don't get CW when they want to. I mean, besides Stargirl, I don't understand why they can't wrap a bow on a, on a show and be like, thanks for the memories. Like, well, some of it was because Stargirl was operating on a whole different level of quality and consistency. And they at the heads up, hey, we may be canceling your show. So you may want to wrap it up. So, yeah. But again, Flash knew they were it was their last season before they started filming season. Like you don't have an excuse. Like you literally go off the jump. Hey guys, it's over. Everybody here, get your it's like Joe West is leaving already. Like, so you guess what? It's time to get your resume, get your highlight reels. Hey, Jessica, Le- I mean, just Jonica Leslie, don't show this season at all on your highlight reel because it wasn't your fault. But you should have. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Danica Panderbin. Uh, please don't let anybody see this, and then we'll think you're a horrible actress, and you're probably and you're really not. 
but don't let anybody, anyone see any of this stuff. What Just do you mean? If the flower falls in the river, does anyone hear it? Terrible. <laughs> Cannot stand that character. Keon, she's awful. I mean, and it was, it was. I think it was bad because we were like, oh man, Eric Williams, man, that's good, man. He's gonna help this show kind of get back. And it's like, did for a while, and then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's like a break, you know what? But it's been horrendous. Like, what a break. I mean, after what was it? Flash Sabers. I was like, nah, man, this this ain't the way, dog. Like, y'all, y'all, you know, you gotta get, let, let this go, my brother. Come on, this is <laughs> no, anti-Mandalorian. This oh, is not the way. Horrible. All right. As promised, we had to talk about this other show. And I have been a little bit behind the rest of y'all on our, our podcast crew text chain talking about Love is Blind season four. And <laughs> It's always fun watching the show after everyone else has already watched it. I was experiencing that talking to Dwayne about The Last Kingdom. And I was like, I can't believe this happened. He said, oh, just wait. You'll see something else happening crazy, too. And so, you know, I'm, I'm way behind on Love is Blind. So I'm like watching episode one while y'all are on episode seven. I'm like, hey, we just watched the last batch of episodes. Where are you at? I'm like, I'm still trying to catch up. And I'm watching Last Kingdom. It's awesome. So leave me alone. So yeah, let, let's talk about Love is Blind season four. Gosh, we're on live stream. Oh gosh. As <laughs> usual, as usual, people meet, they go to these pods and hang out and act like they're best friends with everybody in their quarters, which I never understand because it's like, hey, you may be talking to the to the dude that I'm talking to. Hey, you may be talking to the shorty I'm talking to. And they never really kind of understand that. And it's just like, all right, I love you. I love you more. Yeah. And they've got 10 days before they make this connection. And then somebody's got to propose. And then if they accept it, they get to meet. And then they go out to the little honeymoon spot. They do everything in reverse. And then at the end of the season, they get married. I felt right away this season had some some super red. I don't even have anything red enough to show you how many red flag characters. I was like, whoa, we've got some people who are great at all for this show who shouldn't be on reality TV. Yeah, Finn Balor behind you doesn't have enough red for some of those red flags. <laughs> yeah, man, it was like, whoa. And what I always find is interesting, they start off like showing us all these different people, and it feels like there's some people that are just there. Like, oh, there's John. Who the heck is John? Oh, he's a plumber. And then we never see John again. And it's like, okay, well, thanks, John. We appreciate your input talking yeah, to Marshall. Try, what they try and do is like, hey, we're showing you how we start off with a diverse cast. And then life, when they start talking about everybody, like the dude who literally just like, he started off like super offensive to everybody. He was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be here. Like we, we kicked him out pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's funny. I thought, well, Zach was joking around about being a stripper too. And they were like, I can't stand that guy. He was like, yeah, I'm testing you. Yeah. So interesting stuff. So when it leaves out, when everybody's decided, I've got my my dude, I got my girl, yeah. we got five couples. And one, I'm like, Zach, there's a fork in the road here, brother. And you have one who, who on your birthday, makes you cupcakes. Then on your other side, Oops, I forgot today was your birthday. Hey, can I borrow one of the candles you have for his cupcakes to uh, just do a little something? <sighs> yes. Or 
again, when when you, you have some very easy, it's like that, that demarcation line is like, remembers my birthday because literally all we're going to be talking about is stuff that's going on in my life. So I'm probably going to mention like, hey, yo, it's my birthday. Like, geez, I'm going to be stuck in this spot, man. I, I wish could. I probably could be hanging out with somebody. I absolutely can, can tell you I would have been telling everyone it was my birthday. They've been tired of hearing it was my birthday. And like she says, you know, some folks were telling, I like leopard shirts and everything else, leopard socks, the whole deal. I always think I want to know what these couples are really talking about in these pods well, because I feel like some of them are just like, well, you yeah. sound pretty or you sound hot. I think listening a little more like, and I would jump like but to the reunion, you can tell these people in their pods, like not even like a little bit, like they're in there. As long as you're awake, you probably could be in talking to somebody for 10 hours a day. I don't, again, I don't know how you did it. I like it. how you said awake, because there seemed to be one couple that seemed destined for disaster. One boy, Brett, was pouring his heart out to Tiffany. And I'm like, hey, this is how I'm really feeling. And she was snoozing hard. I was oh, like, man, you have ruined it. Oh, gosh. I mean, I, when I saw that episode, like, oh, uh, yeah, she's, she, it's over, man. Brett, Brett, it's not even like you can see her going to sleep. It's literally like, it's like, at least if you heard her snoring, you'd be like, Enough. All right, we've been talking for like three hours, man. You know, I can understand it, you know, but like it was just quiet and just like because I, I know like a lot of them say, like, if they're on a bad day, they'll just peace out the door and not say anything. So it's like, right. I thought it was like, oh, you know, dude, thanks. Then, like, hello, <laughs> so hello, bad. oh man, <laughs> like waiting five minutes. Let me try this again. Hello, hello, yeah, like, but, but don't yeah. worry, Marshall saved the day. Yeah, you know what. I, I think it's important to talk about this thing before we get in all these couples or whatever. I love that the dudes on this show were actually real supportive of each other. Like they were, I mean, with one bad exception, of course, but hmm. like they were actually providing good worthwhile advice. It wasn't just, I'm hating on you because you're talking to the same girl I'm talking to, except for one. But they were actually saying, hey, dude, stop messing around. You, this is your, this is who you're rolling with. Roll with it. Don't, don't hold back and don't fake or whatever. I mean, I think it was a little bit because the dudes were like, Hey, I actually do want to. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't any different on the women's side, but it was like the guys were like, "Yo, I actually do want to get married." So, if you find somebody, maybe let that. If it's not a giant red flag, let's see where that goes. Don't don't cut it off after that. Maybe something could have happened. This is like you have real life happens, and like it's maybe something small. You so just just hold back before you just now. Nah, I'm out of here. I can't deal with it. Blah blah blah. And I think it also helped. Not a lot of dudes are competing for the same girls. And I think that's a whole lot easier. Like, it's just like your boys. It's like, hey, you like that type? I like that type. We got no problem. We're fine. You're like, But if you're talking to the same kind of chick I like, yeah, it's probably going to be a problem eventually. And that only happened, like, on the guy side, what, two times? Probably, yeah. yeah I mean, least one was like, all right, whatever. I'm not mad at you. I mean, you know, it's, it's doing your thing. Yeah. So let's talk about that. We have Micah caught in a love triangle with Paul oh, and Kwame. Kwame, the boy genius. And dating yourself. <laughs> I don't care. I think all this dates myself just well. <laughs> I can't hide it. It's not premature. So I thought what was really funny with this was because I, I love watching this now with my great insight from three previous seasons of love is blind like ah, this is gonna work out you're gonna see everything go terribly wrong and it's gonna be amazing and 
I've so stopped caring because it's like, yep, this is going to be a disaster. And my man, Keith, what's up? How we doing out there? <laughs> so, yeah, that thing is a disaster. Every time it's like you can just put a pen in it, this relationship that you have decided I can better deal. I'm going to do that. And I was watching occasionally not fast forwarding through those scenes because I knew it was going to end a disaster. Let's talk about Micah's absolutely hater friend. Which which one? All right. The brunette was drunk, clearly. No, other are, friend, are you talking about the one in the pod or the one actually in the world? Oh, right. Because, yeah. Well, I'll get to, to Zach and Arena in a second. But okay. Micah's friend was such a hater. Like, she just hated the idea of her friend being in a happy relationship, getting married. And I'm not sure if it was because I'm going to miss my roll dog or I secretly have a massive crush on my friend. And if she's with this dude, I can't act on it. What do you think? I'm, I'm again, I don't want to say nothing wrong about somebody, but I, I mean, I hope that was wrong. But it seemed like that was a crush. I mean, that didn't seem like it was yeah. actually like, I mean, because she said, oh, yeah, I broke up. You were other dudes before. It's like, oh, because they weren't good. Oh, yeah. It was just like, wait a minute, like, does she have really bad taste or you are sabotaging these dudes and knowing exactly what to say to get her to listen to you because you're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> let me, let me not use the right of the words I'm thinking in my head, but it's like, she, she could be like, no, I know, you know, I have a crush on you, blah, blah, blah. And if that wasn't the case, it's like, you're you may be a little overprotective of your friend. You're supposed to let your friend live, but you're like, Hey, I can try and guide you, but you're not supposed to be like, actively trying to break somebody that's that's poor choice that was terrible so then speaking of poor choices zach had bliss had arena he decided i can't describe what it is about arena i'm gonna go with her as opposed to bliss because you've taken care of me down for me this whole time i'm gonna go with Irina. and Irina was the absolute worst choice of worst choice possible to me, you know I, it was almost like you're again in these little pod things. It's like I know you're not connecting, quote unquote, with everybody, but you that's like, and it was like the first season where, like, oh gosh, like Brendan was like, he was talking to one girl and then he had another one. And it's like, somebody's got to be like, hey, just to let you, oh no, it was actually, I'm sorry, let me scratch that. Bliss was literally like, you know, I'm gonna just let you know, I do not like her. She's not a nice person. <laughs> you really, I'm not trying to. If you mess with her, it actually tells me your judgment is bad good because she's so horrible. Like, I, I know I'm good. But, man, if you can't tell her, man, I don't know about what it's going to be like if you try and talk to me because I'm just better than her. And, like, a fact is, like, if you were talking to anybody, it's like, hey, so what do you think about her? Duh. I'm like, <laughs> so nah, like, like, does anybody in the, in the, in the pods must Nah, none of the girls except one girl likes her. But she she rubs yeah. everybody the wrong way. So, you know, maybe that's not the kind of girl I need to be messed with. Yeah. If no females like her, and it's joint where it's like you really should be using your fellow, you know, people in the same sex as your support system. If you can't do that part, whoa, red is the flash right there. We got a problem. We got a problem. And that spectacularly crashed and burned so epically, and. What I loved about that was Zach wasn't like, oh, man, this didn't work out. I guess I'll see y'all in the reunion. He said, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I messed up big time. 
I'm gonna make it right. I, I give Paul a lot of credit. He's like, so what's Paul, the Oh yeah. I know what to do. <laughs> like, like I'm just waiting to get off this dang on plane. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm yeah. calling the producers. I'm talking to the dude behind the camera. Hey, homie, <laughs> you got her number? Because I need to make that move. Like, you got her Facebook? What what, what you got? I need it all. Like, and you know, the end result was exactly what it should have been. And I'm like, yes, this is this is why you don't stay in a bad decision long term. There's no need for it. And yes. So then got Kwame and Chelsea and Chelsea was 100% down. Like I was like, Kwame, why is this a decision between Chelsea and Micah? I mean, just absolutely no choice. It's okay. I'll I'll be, I'm on an internet troll typing on somebody's Instagram, I mean, Instagram, but looking at them at the first, it was like, man, like, uh, Chelsea, you, you might be running up on this one, girl. Like, uh, he was about to propose to this other girl, and then he sticks around, and you know, uh, it, it's you know, after she breaks up, yeah, I'm gonna stick around, and see what you know, I'm gonna show you what the real thing is. And my gosh, that song is horrible, <sighs> but I, I, I was very much like, oh, and this just like, let's let's see how long this goes. Oh man, it's going to the Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. no, I mean, I need you to hit a hey, how about you go first? Because I know where I'm going. <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh no, no, like you you're down for this dude hard, but uh but it, you know, all all it worked out. Everybody was exactly. happy. The way it was supposed to work out. So I was glad with that. I know they'll do the thing next year where we see them for three episodes and then they have a little, by the way, they all broke up. It's fine for now. All right. Have you watched the reunion yet? The, yeah. the, the long delay reunion? <laughs> yes. We've got a dummy of the week. So, and then Brad and Tiffany. Like Brad and Tiffany was, like you, you said it best, they're a couple that, the experts should be picking on Married at First Sight and just like, hey, watch, here's a happy couple. They're going to stay happy and don't worry about it. It's great. Yeah. Like, they had a great family. They had great friends. It was like, why can't this be every couple of this day? I mean, it was just like, wait, so you create two actual mature people who know what they want <laughs> and actually somehow they actually get together because they know exactly what they want and neither one of them is at all mentally unstable randomly at the end? Wait, so this is what you actually would like is a matchmaker. This is the one you have on the website. Like, like we did that. I, yeah. I don't have to worry. This is gonna be like I know, like remember how I met your mother when it had the wall of people of awesomeness. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this is my couple right here. <laughs> that was yeah. I, I was happy to watch their whole story unfold because like there's no way there's no suspense needed here I, I didn't need to when i was fast forwarded through all the yes i'm really excited about today i'm like no nah, i didn't have to worry about that i know this is my one i could take everything to the bank and not feel worried about it. oh man they were such like a poker game putting all the chips in like <laughs> i got no problem like even when they tried to hype it up but you know this sh- there shouldn't be any surprises on my wedding day my pants don't fit that's about it. <laughs> Literally about it. Like we need to act like there's some drama, so you're not yeah. gonna fast forward and then both go like, okay, yeah, they're going to yeah. let's go to the, the 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 next the people that maybe a train wreck. Yeah, let's just go to them. Like these guys, yeah, no problem. All right, now let's talk about Marshall and Jackie. Marshall was in love with Jackie. Jackie said, "Oh, he's a good man. I don't care if I'm not attracted to him, but you know, I'll just have to work through it." 
I felt like Jackie wanted to be mature, but she was incapable of it. And as soon as she thought about coming back home from the honeymoon, she was like, Ugh, wait, I can't do this. Hey, let me try to come up with all these reasons why we can't be together. And Marshall's like, no, baby, no, it's okay. I'm going to work through it. Here, I'll give you your space to talk. And I'll work with you because you're a project, see? And that no, was man, a poor man, choice of words. No, like, see, like, this is, he was one of the, like, their relationship was one of those that I know there was so much edited out while they had the cameras. Because it was like, when she, like, when Jackie even hit, like, on the honeymoon, she went from one to, woo. And it was like, nah, there's some, y'all are way cutting out, way too much context. Like, I know there's not just, oh, I got my family back home. Not your family back home. Like, what do you do for your family? But I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. It's just, Their whole thing was just and I'm like, uh, are you a lawyer? I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, all right, what, what do they do? Like, do they ask for money? Like, I'm getting nothing from them. Oh, hey, I, I just got uh, breaking news on that. Apparently, the Warner Brother execs who edited the Justice League cut actually did that. Because, <laughs> jeez, it was so much stuff. It was like, man, I feel like y'all are cheating us of this stuff here. And when it crashed and burned so spectacularly, it was like, man, I felt bad for Marshall because he was really trying to be a good stand-up dude. And she was just so scummy by the end of it. It was like, gosh, actually, I'm going to hold on to this ring. Word. And I was mad at him, though, because he was like, okay, well, if you want to keep it, that's fine. No, man, you get that ring. I mean, it's again, I don't know how, if you guys, if that is just the show's money or your money, you like kind of put out like a deposit or kind of let, but I'm like, uh, you know what, uh, Marshall, I'm going to keep the ring because I think I deserve it. For me, it been getting me like up, like because I liked you for five minutes. I think I'm entitled to the ring. Are you freaking? I, I was just, I'm like, man, that would be like, I can't do anything, but producer, I'm gonna need you to get my ring back because I'm not playing. I need my money. Like, oh, you're gonna I'm have not, a really I'm, ugly scene of me just pulling the ring off her finger. What so, I two. mean, I know that's when you're like, that's when you call your hey, sister in law. <laughs> I need your, your I, need, I need my property. Like no, that's that was not cool. Like I, I thought that was just like almost like eighty producers. Like uh, we do if you know these aren't lifelong relationships. We do need to ring back. Like if if you don't like the dude, go like season one, throw it in the in the pool, and he we can fish that out. But don't he just threw, he threw the he threw the ring in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's his choice. Like, but don't don't do that. Like yeah, you, that this terrible. is like this is money. Real money potentially in this, so we we appreciate you not you know making us buy a wedding dress and having a fake wedding for you, but we we're gonna need his money back and you know can, can you do that for us? Like, yeah, or we're gonna call you breach of contract. So then, of course, everyone who decided they had the patience to wait for this last special, not me, <laughs> were very upset with Vanessa Lachey for taking Jackie's side. And then playing Kevin Frazier on Married at First Sight. So when are you guys having babies? That's the worst. Like, can you get like? Was she excited or because they were like delayed? You know, I'm like, I thought she just had a couple extra cocktails, like while they were waiting for the live audience. I mean, because it was like she was really into the baby. It was like, okay, like she's always like that. Yeah, it's like 
Just like Kevin Frazier on Married at First Sight. Hey, guys, I know you're not living together yet, but what's up with them babies? I mean, hey, you know, if you guys have a baby, more likely you'll be one of our trophy couples that will stay together. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't stand it. Now, with, with, when, when Vanessa Little Shade won, uh, Jackie and Josh, it was like, you really, it's like, I, I think we all understood the context of what Marshall said, but it was like, well, Jackie, from what we saw, he was so down. So he has said one crass word. I don't think you could say the same. Your list of things you said on camera, or we put on camera, basically, like, you ain't man enough for me. It's like, like, how is this dude supposed to, it's like, so he's basically getting saw the chump a sucker all the time on camera. But, oh, he said something to me once. <laughs> oh gosh you mean now he's oh he's defending himself in mean in the worst way it's like seriously like you've been mean, emasculating this dude off from a jump like so now oh well he said something bad so like man, yeah. come on you so i mean you were supposed to call him like so you kept him right why did she you never calls anybody out somebody she's on twitter was like oh, she's trying to keep a tv show on like you didn't ask for like hard hitting journalists from you know Kevin Frazier. Like you literally what like Kevin Frazier does not ask hard. Oh, I, 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 I was just of, sarcasm. How many months away before you have kids? And can I be Godfather Kevin? But I think what what the problem is, she doesn't ask any questions. She never holds them accountable whatsoever. Everybody gets a pass. But if it's a dude, <laughs> she's gonna find something. And it's really terrible because Nick doesn't do that. He doesn't go, well, let me get the dudes back. Let me let me ask them some questions. Like he's just Nick sitting back, to, like, all right, Vanessa, that's a good question, baby. And yeah, Nick tries to move move this show along a lot of times. He's like, Okay, we've done that. You know, congratulations, thank you for you know being strong, telling you the truth, yada yada yada. And let's go to the next couple. Vanessa kind of tries to, you know, stir the pot a little bit, but it's if messy. that's not happening, you know, she's like, I'm gonna keep going, yeah. and that doesn't work out all the time. When you're like, nah, she was trash. Like you, it's like when she, when she was talking to like Irene, it's like, nah, she was trash. Like you can't like, exactly, <laughs> like I think she was trying to be famous, and like that's for you. Like yeah, it looked like it. Like everybody's like. You know, you're you're very you look very immature on this joint. You, you look like you were bullying all the girls. Like, yeah, it looks like what do you got to say for yourself? Like, oh, like when Amber gets broke up with, you decide, oh, let's see if I can make fun of her. <laughs> it's like, right? Let's yeah, like that was like, yeah, it's like it's your time, Vanessa, and she won't. She refuses. All right, but it is our time. Who's your nominee for Dummy of the Week, Bro Shot? Oh. I'm thinking we're going to be in agreement. So I'm going to let you roll with who our real dummy of the week is. Well, thank you so much, Micah. My dummy of the week is Netflix because <laughs> they decided our second live show needs to be Love is Blind. Why? Like that is taped all the way. So there's no mishaps, no problems. Just, I mean, nobody cares, but people will care if you have to wait 45 minutes to an hour to watch something. And you're still going, sorry for the technical difficulties. Our streaming service didn't understand the problems with doing a live broadcast. Okay. Thankfully for them, this wasn't on the Chris Rock special because that would have been a disaster. You know, the funny thing is, like, I couldn't, like, I got, I think, today pretty new TVs. The newest one couldn't rock. I couldn't stream the Chris Rock. So I was like, what the heck happened? So then when this one happened, I'm like, oh, it's the same crap. I just watched it. It's just Netflix. 
Yeah, I was like, we're not streaming again. Like, I don't need Netflix to be live TV. Like, stay in your lane. Like, your little bubble here, right here, streaming. Like, I watch whenever I watch at three o'clock in the morning. That's where you are, right here. Right here. I'm sorry. Right here. That, that's where you are, right there. Don't, there's no need. Yeah, totally streaming not live. Yes. That's what we want. Yes, just when I want to watch it, not waiting, waiting, and waiting. Oh, it's still not on. That's regular TV. Netflix is not regular TV. All right, well, I'm glad to see we're in agreement in that. Well, Bro Shot, thank you as always for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed. Here we go.